Yo, let's get it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get it, man. Let's let's hop into this thing, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. I feel like we missed a week or something. So much shit that happened since last week. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I missed a week. That's good though. What you what was your money like? Oh man, it was cool, man. It was uh very une- uh, uneventful for the the Monday after the holiday. So you know, usually when they got the stores and all that kind of stuff shut down, Monday is kind of a hustle to get back to the groove of things. Mine was kind of chill, man. I worked on a couple projects yeah. around the house and things like that. But what about you, man? Hey, ball. Oh, straight, man. Got back, had a few clients. Obviously, you know, sometimes over the weekend, the kids be wilding out. So, you know, I get mad messages <laughs> from their parents about what they did or whatever. So, I got to, you know what I'm saying, try to redeem some of the, uh, what do you, how do you say, positive qualities when I get back. So, uh, just kind of deal with some of that today and then some paperwork type deal. I was in the office all day, so normally I work from home, but I was in the office today, so okay. it was all right. It was pretty chill, though. I now, what, imagine that I couldn't handle, had to go up, talk to the kid, but that was about it. How was uh, how was your weekend, man? Did you Was you able to do anything when you uh, moved around? Because I know you moved around, you was out here. Was you able to get into anything, or was it kind of just visiting family, or what, what did you end up doing? That was that was pretty much it. I pulled a lame card on myself. Like me and Stephanie was supposed to do some Saturday. <laughs> that ended up not happening. You know, TT stayed over. That was it was nice. Oh, I know she was. You know, a long okay. time. Uh, and Chris, right. yeah, uh, guy that we grew up with that was around my mom and TT for a time. So been knowing him forever since we was little kids. He came over with TT, um, oh, brought her up, and we took some pictures and chilled and watched whatever. So to hang out with her. Also was able to uh Nate's baby for the first time and get to hold her. So it's nice. Yeah. Um uh, baby. She was not honoring what me and TT had going on that day. She was, I mean, she was yelling at us. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't having it. She was screaming. I mean she was upset or something. I know she was hungry and feeding her a bottle or whatnot, but she was not listening to nothing we was talking about. She I mean she was hard. You know how babies cry so hard they almost throw up. Yeah, she had one of those. I was like, damn. Upset. <laughs> oh, that's dope, man. Yeah, so I know that's all that happened, yeah, that's what's up, man. I thought you had just called yeah. you came up, but man, I'm glad. Because I heard stories about Chris from back in the day. So I know y'all know him since y'all was young, young. So that's good that y'all was able to link yeah, up with him. Also, man, just uh, you know, like you said, with TT, man, um, I, I know, you know. Man, none, nobody lasts forever, man. But it's the close ones that you hate to see go, man. And I know, you know, through through her and y'all mom being so close, you know, y'all definitely want to, you know, spend some good time with her while while she's still available to us here on this uh, on this earth, man. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that you know, TT normally don't come outside too late, Mm-mm. but it was late, and Stephanie had to work late. Uh, but she got off, and then all of a sudden, TT was like, "Forget it, I'm coming in." We was like, "What?" So right. she came up and she actually didn't leave. She actually didn't leave to about closer to like 11. Damn, okay. That's so, real different for which her. Is, um, and yeah. while we was there, you know, she got on the phone with Uncle Troy. Uncle Troy, had you um, doing your treatment right now? She was like, I know, I know. I'm about to go. But I, I was telling Stephanie and I was just thinking about it, like the way that, she's un- that she has an understanding of time right now. Mm-hmm. And the way that she's making sure she's spending that time with everybody is it's just it's one of those ill feelings, you know what I'm saying? Because normally, hell yeah, 
it's one of those things you look back at and you'd be like, was that a sign? Yeah. So yeah. All, you know what I'm saying? Get together and make sure we spend as much time. Because it was like, I mean, obviously, it's it's one of those things to where it's like a Monday night quarterback thing. Of course, you can go back in retrospect and look at it and say, yeah, I can kind of see. But in the moment, it's, it's harder to catch those moments. So Correct. to actually see that and kind of get that vibe off of it is is good, but sad at the same time because, you know, that that may have some kind of thought going over her. We're not privy to because she's just not sharing with us or she just feels some kind of way. Or it just could be some you know what I'm right. saying? You just feel them a certain kind of way. So, but it was definitely a good time. I spent time with the family. I talked to the kids for a while. They grind. I got over, and as soon as I got there, the kids was coming home from work. And then the next day, they was both going out to work at the same time. I found out they both work at the same spot. Same I'm like, spot. Nah, man, y'all can't be uh, arguing at home and work. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know how y'all get down. Like, you know, they stay at each other next. So I'm like, I <laughs> the manager probably be mad as hell. Like y'all got to stay on the opposite sides of the restaurant. Goddamn it, this is bullshit. <laughs> I thought it would be nope. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's convenient for them as far as travel and shit like that. But everything else, you need some time away from from each other. Sometimes that's just how it go. But if they, I mean, if they, you know, what I'm saying like be more, they get to ride together and work together and all that stuff. So. Kind of figure out what they're gonna do, car. Looking forward to getting a vehicle at some point. So, right. Two times while I was there, and I was like, well, I mean, out of all the kids that want a vehicle, I think she would definitely be the one to, to earn it to second or first quickest, besides Malai. Right, right. <laughs> Just seeing like Malai. Now, we just don't know what she Man, on. She, I don't she know if she grinding. She got she got money on her. She got a bag on her too. But yeah, Lene actually got enough money to get her with. We just trying to find something that's gonna be feasible for her. the last thing. It ain't like a guy. Like we could just go out and grab something. If it break down, fuck it, we'll fix it. But for a female, I feel like they gotta have something a little bit more reliable. So it's gonna, you know, take a little bit more time and a little bit more uh, you know, resources to get that for her. But yeah, man, I definitely look forward to it. Everybody getting old, you know, Tyson just had another birthday. He nineteen, you know what I mean? So damn. Right. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah man, my weekend just I was at work. Yeah. And somebody asked me today, they said, How old is your baby? I said, Baby, my son 20. She was like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, my son almost 20. Bitch, what you talking about? I'm talking about real. Baby. I ain't honored that. Nah, man. You're trying to jinx me, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, No, nah, Showtime already showed me the way. Don't be trying to jinx man, me. Hey, <laughs> man, shit. You see this little nigga over here right now. He, I'm scared he's gonna wake up. Like your babies, they don't give a fuck about your schedule. They don't give a fuck about your quality time. They just wake up. Nah, <laughs> like, damn, okay. take your eyes asleep. And I was talking to somebody today about babies too. Ain't it interesting how you know, like, we see how adults and older kids get their needs met. Right. Right. Well, I started thinking back to when Deshaun was little and all the babies that I know now that I from the time that you're born to the time that you you get off this earth, it's a constant, you know what I'm saying, challenge of finding different ways to get your needs met. Damn. Then your entire life, figuring out ways to get your needs met, whether it's through communication, nonverbals, verbals, like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Just constantly trying to figure out ways to get your needs met, whether right. it's through yourself, through part. It's just crap. It's just something 
my mind and then when somebody's telling me about babies and crying and that's how they communicate and all that I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Our entire lives. We're just constantly going through this this maze trying to figure out a way. Right. No doubt. And it don't never so, it the, the scheme change, but the need don't never change. <laughs> absolutely not. But like you said, welcome to podcast for all our listeners and our day ones. Welcome to new people. You know what I'm saying? It's episode 71 of the Push Positive Podcast. Yeah, little boy Provoc into my far, far right. I'm Showtime, y'all. Y'all doing today? Let's get it. So, for those who don't know, we like to start out our show with some black excellence. I like to give a, a big shout out to Rahan Stanton, who was raised by a single mother who worked, a uh, single father, actually. Who worked oh, okay. to support his family after the mom left the family. Rahan worked uh, as a, a sanitation worker throughout his undergrad at Maryland University. And now wow. he's going to Harvard University to get his law degree. And for me, this is an example of being beyond a, a great example of resilience and hard work. So right. congratulations to the young brother for being a contributing member of our community and society. This just goes to that. No matter what you face with, at some point, if you're willing to go after something and you really want it, you, you absolutely 1,000% can go get it. And this example, I like the fact that we do sometimes things like obstacles that you can't overcome quickly and it may take some longer than others. But we need to hear about more of these examples of people actually getting through and being resilient and getting to these situations and, and being a contributing member of, of our community and society overall. So. Definitely we really do, man. You know, and nowadays it seems like individuals that don't go through some type of issue or some type of hardship just don't have the same character and the same go get it type of attitude. You know, that's as unfortunate as that is. I think, you know, we're continuing to see that in society. So, you know, had his mom not left and walked out right. on them, had his dad not had to work three gigs, who knows what type of motivation Rahan would have. So, I appreciate it, man. And like you said, we need to definitely hear more stories about it. And you will definitely hear more stories like this on the Push Positive Podcast. Because I, I believe it can either be a crutch or you can use it for motivation. And mm -hmm. more often than not, especially with my career and the upbringing we had and the environments we grew up in, yeah. it was often a crutch. Yeah. There weren't too many stories around us that we can see. I mean, we can our childhood right now and you go back to your childhood and Gary and I go back to mine and racing those situations actually panned out out of the big group that we grew up around right. from <laughs> elementary all the way to high school yeah you just can't pick out that many you know what I mean compared to how many failures there were yeah you can damn count them on one not, hand in most cases absolutely and that's crazy because it shouldn't be like that it should be the opposite of that but you know some people not everybody's the same and it's not you a knock against those is just to yeah sometimes those obstacles in your way but we all come from the same environment and we gotta have we've had this conversation before about what was special about us or what was in us right. that made us choose like change our patterns in our family and also change a different route and take a different route right and i don't I, most time when i tell people i'm like i can't i don't know it, it, i don't know if it's or if it's just genes or if it's just mindset, thought process, like whatever it may be. I think it's a combination of all this shit you just named, out to be that way. I think it's a combination of all of it. For sure. 
because we we seen we seen the opposite of it happening. We know yeah. that some of those variables that we had to deal with too. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, uh, I want to also uh, give a big shout out to Maya Grimes from St. Louis, who was uh, she's also the captain of our volleyball and track team. Uh, she received she received more than one million dollars worth of scholarship offers from a variety of universities. Yeah. So definitely want to give congratulations to this young sister for being again a contributing member to our community and our society overall. It's big anytime you can get a scholarship and anytime you can get multiple scholarships right. and up to a million dollars, that means you're doing something right because that means a lot of universities and colleges are offering you money and full scholarships to come to their universities. So Definitely yeah, got to like right mind threat. to get that many, that much money. Absolutely, yeah, getting that yeah, much money in, in, in those yeah. areas. Yeah, I mean, you got the volleyball on one end, which is, is not a super popular sport amongst African Americans. Then you got the track and field, which you know we take off on that, and you know we usually farewell in the sport, but it's just not something that's focused on right. in the African American community. I don't know why, but uh, but you know it, it should be. I feel like and then she on the honor roll too, so she got that academic piece. So. Triple threat, man. Shout out to mine. For sure. Change the corner a little bit and get into some uh, current events. Um, I want to give a shout out to the ALU for building um, the first Amazon labor union in the country. Uh, That's a huge, that's a huge deal. The simple fact that Amazon is a beast in the industry right now. Right. And that just goes to show you that if you get together and make the right noise you know, things even against the big companies now have to go through a lot to get get to that and they had to have a lot of people stand up at the same time to make it happen but it's feasible and i just think it, it's that made history for me because yeah. it has great implications on um the other how they gonna handle those situations if some of their employees start asking for labor unions because you know labor unions have basically pretty much died off yeah. For the most part. As powerful as they used if to they be, they have to. The Republicans trying to kill it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for I mean, sure. the thing is, like, they do not want labor unions to be around. No, nah, because it, it, it started to give a little bit of um leverage. Like, the one thing they don't want the workers to have right. is leverage. Yeah, but, yeah man, I had so, the, um, I, I had the, uh, the opportunity yep, to work right. in a, and I had the opportunity to work inside of a labor union. And when you have a, a, a huge mogul like Amazon and they was able to get that in there within there, I mean, because normally when you're that big, you start hearing a couple cats talking a little bit too much or a little bit too loud, you can fire them up. Oh, they out of there. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so I don't oh, labor union, huh? Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you, oh, you, you know where you going to have your labor union at? Outside. <laughs> Y'all ain't having no labor union meetings up at this one, go at all. You're going to be fired. But uh, but yeah, but I mean, shout out to Amazon too for you know kind of working with the uh the guys that put that together, and like uh, like you were saying, man, it's it's definitely gonna be an opportunity for them to be able to look at pay rates and and just uh you know labor issues and safety issues within the place because when you ain't got nobody speaking up about that shit, people could do whatever they want to, or they could act like they don't know it's, it's happening. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, the ALU is it's a um, independent work for oh, wow. job security and union pay and better working conditions. So it's led by, you know what I'm saying? the yeah, And it's yeah. an independent company. So it's independent of actual Amazon. So the fact that they was able to do that, right. I, I know Amazon didn't go down without a fight. They right. must have had a lot of information. 
They must have had a lot of examples. They a lot of signatures. In order. Man. They must have had a lot of shit in play for them to be able to. You know how this happens. It's a copycat world. Yeah. So if you see something like this happen, you almost guaranteed to see it again in another company or somewhere else. Right. Every, it's, it's all group thing in the United States and spread, or in the world in general. It's all group thing. So if somebody do something, you definitely going to see a thousand people jumping on board to do the same thing. Right. So I want to see how it plays out for other big companies and see if they're able to follow in those footsteps and make that happen in some of these other big companies because if they're able to do that, I just think that's just going to change things around for how big companies are able to treat their employees. And, you know, they've always been treating their employees shitty and pretty much getting becoming billionaires off the sweat of these individuals back. So and the fact that they prime. can have some kind of relief from the company, absolutely. And paying them pennies on a dollar compared to what they're making off of. Right. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, I I'm think that's amazing. Dude. People standing up and making something happen. Yeah, man. And I look forward For sure. to, like you said, so with it being, because this is a trickle down effect. So now it'd be different if it was a, a little bullshit right. company that did it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's just them. But this is Amazon we're talking about, y'all. It's one of the largest, fastest growing co- uh, uh, companies in our, uh, in our lifetime that we've seen, like the way that it jumped up. When it used to just be, you know, something super small and it was just about reading books and Kindle and shit like that. So they start now, anything I want. I don't right. even think about going to the store no more. I look at Amazon first. And if they ain't got it, then I might go buy it. <laughs> I might go buy it if I want to touch it. But, um, but yeah, and man. So for, and for that's crazy that to, they took over the market like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. So for them to be able to do it, ain't shouldn't be no excuse for anybody smaller. Hell no, and I I, I just want to see how it's going to affect big companies like Walmart, yep. like the big companies like Menards, all of those those big companies like Apple, anybody, yeah. Spotify, all, of, all, of, any, all, all the major motherfuckers. It has a ton of employees. Absolutely, I want to see how it'll affect those, and see if anybody else follows in that you know same path to see what the hell you did to get that uh, union going. So right. that'd be interesting to see. Are you uh, your company's not part of the union, right? Nah, no. Or do they still do they get the trucker? Do the truckers got a union? They was trying to create one, man, but um, it's like you said, it's so much pushback from these uh trucking companies that because they know what it'll look like if, if all them truckers got together and started talking about hey, what you make, what you make, what you make, and they had to equal it out across the board and try to do all this crazy shit, man. The motherfuckers ain't trying to see that. Cause some, <laughs> some some guy could be doing the same exact job as the nigga driving down the highway next to you, getting paid fifty cent a mile, and you getting paid seventy cent a mile, doing the same exact work with the same CDL license, and and the companies don't want to don't they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to discuss that twenty cent difference because <laughs> somebody got to pay the difference. But nah, I ain't no union up. That's crazy. So I'm I'm I start thinking though, like so. Say for instance, most employees don't realize it, but yeah. You may not know how to organize it and put it all together right. for the fear of losing our job or everybody, you know what I'm saying, one individual losing their job or something like that. But I think if you look at most of these companies, got speaking of the truckers, you know they got leverage. Hell yeah. There's nothing get around this this world or United States in general without trucks. No. Nah. There is no trucks. Everything stops. Ain't shit so the on fact the that they can control all of that, <laughs> right. that's what I'm saying. The fact that they all of them say, now nah, we good till y'all do this, this, and this. Ain't nothing right. moving until we move. 
Right, y'all niggas gonna sit on me as well, bro. Those demands, cause what they gonna do? Right, they can't even. <laughs> Supplies will be short everywhere. Right, duh. That's your wow. So man. I just think that it, if we're able to get everybody together to understand the power of what they can do if they got together as a group, and I, I know for sure America don't want to see that from any any group. Nah, that has leverage like that, cause they know what it'll do. To the economy it's, and what it's, it's, it do to the rich business owners. I was gonna school. say it had to be a transference of power. Go ahead. It had to be a transference of power, man, and, and, and they really don't want to re- relinquish that power to the people that's actually doing it. And that's the sad part about what America has turned into. Because at one point, traditionally unions was running shit because the people knew, like, we ain't got no workers, we ain't got no product. What? Well, who the fuck is we as a company? <laughs> you know. And, and right. our boss at uh, our boss used to always be like, you know, the drivers is our bosses because without the drivers. Ain't payroll ain't getting paid, accounting ain't getting paid, uh, the recruiters ain't getting paid, ain't nobody getting paid without the drivers making the company money. So they essentially is our boss. So because they knew that, they treated the right. drivers real well, real good. You know, they paid them well. They 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 always tried to do right. some type of driver appreciation shit because they knew if the motherfuckers ever start thinking like how you talking, <laughs> you know, it was gonna be it was gonna be some major problems. Overall, everywhere for for most people, but especially for those individuals who make this world run, right. it's like right now anybody went on strike that we needed. Like if all nurses went on strike, Man, or shit. all doctors went on strike, what we, what are we gonna do? You can't shit. make work. You can't be like, no, y'all gonna go back to work. We gonna fire right. all of y'all. Go ahead. Well, okay, I ain't working. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> so go ahead and fire us. But it's just it's a lot of people that got a lot of power in these. We just don't utilize, and I think America's glad for that, and the rich people are glad for that, which in turn makes the politicians mad, glad for it because they the reason rich people the reason why in the first place. So, right, you start following them, that it, it leads directly back to politicians every time. <laughs> yeah, for real, they got their little nasty, grimy hands and everything. Oh my God, always touching something. <laughs> Like, get your dirty ass hands off the cookie jar. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, well, hands ain't got it in the cookie jar. Hell no. Hey, man, I gotta, I gotta go ahead and get this out the way, man. There's somebody I want to holler at right now. Um, I just got a real serious question for the guy. I just want to ask John Morant why it was important <laughs> for him to do Russell like that. I mean, you don't... You, Want to super violate somebody will be super disrespectful with five <laughs> F's, uh, a two hand banger, bro. Damn near at the top of the square. I swear, Morant, had your people call my people because I got to talk to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the look on Russell's face when he bro, turned around? <laughs> bro, the sad thing about it is that he used to be dunk, doing dunks like that. He used to do shit like that, but now he's just a victim. <laughs> he's a victim, bro. And they kept showing it. They kept highlighting it. They kept putting it on the reels on Instagram. I was like, golly, bro, dude, career might be over. I ain't never seen a person career end from hey. being ducked on, but that, that might be it. <laughs> hey, did you see how calmly he trotted up to the dunk? Man. He wasn't even on a full sprint when he nah. did Nah. Gradually came around the screen and then just exploded. Man, <laughs> that shit looks so, it, it looked fake down there. It looked like he had a magnet. Like the ball the was, pulling him, the rim was pulling him up there or something. 
Hey, oh, did you dude. see Russell's face when he turned around, though? The only thing I thought about it when he face, you remember Cornbread on Life? <laughs> At the end when he was trying to run away. <laughs> Hell no. That nigga look like Cornbread. No, Cornbread. No, cornbread. <laughs> no, I was wild, like, damn, bro. that was disrespectful. I'm man. watching that I mean, shit right he got now. Up there. It looked like he elevated. <laughs> I just so the fact the that clip, Russell bro, had turned around. Crazy, bro. <laughs> It looked like he turned around in time, but then when he turned around and jumped, it seemed like Morant hit another spring in the air and went up higher. <laughs> it did. That's what I'm saying. It was like damn near at the top of the square, square fam. Well, that shit looks so wild, the bro. The ball was damn near at the top of the square. <laughs> like I said, John Morant, I don't know why you why you something like that, but I'm going to have, have you people call my people so we can talk, man, because that was disrespectful. That was wild though. Five Dude got, got some mad hops though. He got mad hops. Yeah. Unfortunately, he lost the game though. Yep. All that just to lose. So uh, I know, and and Big Cat been showing out this year. I ain't gonna lie. No nah, man, he all the people. 60. I mean, he's he, always he been a ball in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, but he 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 one of those low key ones that don't get a lot. I think he underrated. Because yeah, a lot of people no don't hate. talk about him, and he been he been balling all season. Because he on the he fucking Timberwolves, man. Because he on the Timberwolves, bro. I know. Bro. We we know why, but it's he just ain't been getting the recognition. Mm-mm. But he no. definitely been balling out all season. And he has some tremendous numbers. Like I said, he dropped sixty one games. Two de- two games later, he dropped forty eight. So I mean, this nigga got a hundred eight points in two games <laughs> in three games. So. Like, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, and for you not to be getting no recognition out there and, doing what you're doing, I don't know. It's just weird. Same thing happened to Kevin Love, though. He was out there doing crazy-ass numbers like that, went to Cleveland and stopped immediately. But right. before he went, he, he was doing the same shit uh, Cat doing. <laughs> he wasn't getting no love. I don't know. Is it is it me or since on that team, Cat been talking more shit? I mean, all of them. All of them, man. Pat Beverly, little dappy head. I think he's from Chicago, too. Pat Beverly, yeah. <laughs> he get out there, turn around and bring Chicago to the NBA, man. Calm the fuck down. But he always been like that, oh, though. Really? Yeah, Cat, Cat been talking a lot more shit. He, 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 he got in his body a little bit. You know, he, you know, ever since his mom passed away right. with COVID and stuff like that, he's been real subtle, real quiet. He don't talk a lot of shit. He don't be throwing up threes. One, that game when he had 60, he had seven threes as a big man. You know, in that game, he was throwing up the right. three and stuff like that. But before that, he wasn't doing none of that shit, man. They didn't put a battery in his back over there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he liked this. The Midwest always getting disrespected, and we're tired of it. Right. <laughs> we're tired of it. So so what's your thoughts on the uh, playoffs so far? You, you know, what we expected? Because I thought for sure it was going to be shootouts. And there's been shootouts so far. Most, I think, all except for two. All of the uh, home teams won so far, except for two, two of the yep. games. So it's, it's, yeah. it's basically playing out the way that we thought it was gonna play out. Yeah, it's it's what it's Nothing to be expected. No, it's to be expected. I like the little playoff tournament thing that they did again this year. That ain't too bad, you know. That's that's pretty the play-in tournament. That's right. pretty cool. But um, I, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, Boston is good, right? So I like Boston. They had the number one record in the East, right. I, I do believe. Why is they playing Brooklyn? Brooklyn record was that fucked up? Did they like number eight seed or something? Yeah. <laughs> For real? Yeah. 
they Dang, have to, they have to come from the bottom part. Yeah, they've been they have they've been they were sinking the entire season because they they never had their entire team together. There. Yeah, everybody was the whole time. Yeah, somebody was always missing. And then they so lost James Harden all. Now together. they have to fight their way back in. Yeah, I sure. mean they they look so good, I'm man. Kyrie like, is a hell of a baller, man. I, I like Kyrie Irving's game. KD always gonna be KD. I don't know how they let this nigga beat right. them on a spin a spinner rule buzzer be the layup. <laughs> I was like, this nigga lost like one point on a spinning layup, dog. Let's see. And Jay Tatum and uh, the other guy on that team, what's his name? Jalen? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Jalen Brown. Is that his name? Jalen Brown. Yeah, Brown. They, yeah. They've been, because they play on the Celtics and they kind of mediocre, mm-hmm. they just fly and they, they be over there giving people work. Yeah, and nobody even paying attention because they're on the Celtics. <laughs> and I mean, they just getting sneaky good at the same time because every just, year they keep going up. I thought time. at some point they would fall off, but they just they keep going up. Nah, but both of them came in the league at the same time, and they both young, very athletic. Sometimes Jalen Brown can actually shoot. Jason Tatum got a jump shot now, so they they are unexpected team to be as good as they are. But when you look at their team. Like, Marcus Smart ain't no slouch. They got Al Horford old-ass back, but he always been a pretty yeah. decent big man. You know, and then you got them two stars, and right. then they got a couple guys coming off the bench. So, I mean, really, ideally, they got just as good as mix as, as anybody else over there in the East. You know, so, I don't know. It's, it's going to be fun to watch, though. So we'll see what they do, because this, this ain't their first time being in the playoffs and being uh, one of those teams that's talked about around, but they've been so disappointed in the playoffs that mm-hmm. this year I think people just got tired of talking about them because they're like, man, we talk about y'all last year every year and y'all do the same shit. <laughs> right, right. Look, so look good for the first series. Y'all earn y'all way. Right. Nah, but it, it's just crazy, man. So like, it, it's going to be crazy. You know, living here in Wisconsin, we got to hear all this crazy uh, Bucks repeat stuff, which they look good, man. They add a couple pieces, added a couple pieces that really helped them, I think. Um, do I see them repeating? Uh, probably not. I mean, they got a good chance, but I'm going to tell you who they're not going to beat again. They're not going to beat the Suns again. If they play the Suns again, they're not going to beat them twice. They're not going to play them. They're not going to beat them back-to-back because the Suns is out there fucking people if up. If the Suns beat them again, <laughs> yeah, they're out here wilding. They, they, they have not forgotten about last year. <laughs> no. I, if you can tell me, and don't can nobody look me in my eyes and tell me that that ain't been their motivation all Man, they had the they best record in the West. Everybody that business all season. They they yeah, did what they were sure. supposed to do. They in understood the, the assignment. They I think understood. they had the best record in the in the league. Yeah, yep, they had the best. So they understood yeah. the assignment. We was in the championship last year. We supposed to be the best team in the West. Let's see if uh, Giannis them could be the best team in the East. They wasn't, but they still got a chance. But at the end of the day, the Suns understood the assignment. They did what they had to do. For the most part, they stayed healthy. Like they, they, they guys that they need healthy stayed healthy all year. That's one of the reasons why they had an excellent record. And they don't look like they're slowing down, man. They was fucking uh, they was busting um, or the Pelicans up. They had kind of slipped up in the third quarter and let them guys oh, yeah. back in the game. They still won by fifteen, but they was up by like twenty two points, easy. They was just running around. These motherfuckers let Chris Paul old ass outscore their whole team in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I hit like three threes and a couple and layups, some free throws. I was like, God damn, Chris Paul 25 again. <laughs> and they was getting everything they wanted, man. Off the dribble, mm-hmm. off the screens, off the pick and rolls. They was getting everything they wanted, man. So they, they look they actually look good. And I was watching the Bucks game last night and this 
the Bucks look good, uh, but they played a little sloppy. But the broke, and it still was a close game. Yeah, they only won by like seven. I mean, as a basketball person, you start seeing that, like you ain't win by much, and the Bulls shot horrible. And they, and leading I don't score, think they're gonna shoot like that again. They not, and they leading score wasn't uh, Demar Derozan or uh, or um, was the jumping guy Zach Levine. It was some other motherfucker. So if y'all mm-hmm. barely won. And they wasn't even on their game. It's gonna be a little bit tighter unless y'all step some things up out there in Milwaukee. So close is because of Caruso, both mm-hmm. ends of the floor. Whether he was contributing the ball, playing good defense, or just you know what I'm saying, getting some buckets when they needed it. So I mean, he definitely had some things that kind of kept them in contention yesterday in the game. So yep. he stayed close, and then you know Demar Derozan hit a couple, being hit some, but. For the most part, man, they was broke. They was. I saw down the stretch in the last like ten minutes of the game, yeah. they blew at least four layups. At least three, four, sure. yup. Yeah. Oh. Didn't dude come from uh, so, L.A.? I mean, didn't, didn't Caruso come from uh, Los Angeles, the Lakers? Yup, yup. Yeah, that's how yep, I was the Lakers, and they saw. <laughs> they, I was <laughs> they needed that. <laughs> What <laughs> they don't want him on the team, and he looking like y'all don't want me on the team. <laughs> Sound like y'all don't want to play team. at all. <laughs> I don't want to be on y'all team. Y'all not in the y'all playoffs. Y'all at home right now. <laughs> right. Congratulations. Sure. Tell me how to view this from your couch. <laughs> <laughs> how I look. How I Rock look. Your couch, nigga. Fuck your couch. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for real. What else you guys, man? I just think that I, I look forward to seeing uh, the rest of the playoffs go so far. I want also want to give a, a shout out to uh, you remember uh, Rod from the um, Gus Macker uh, squads that Q and uh, Will G used to play on. Yeah, I remember Nick Rod Mouse in the house. Yeah, tall dude. Yeah, yeah, his his son. Yeah, his son uh, played for the Atlanta Hawks right now. Oh, uh, really? Was in the G League before Jalen. Yeah, but he for okay. he played for the Atlanta Hawks. He made it actually made it back up to the Atlanta Hawks team. But his youngest son, Kobe Johnson, plays for. He's a freshman at USC. Uh, he oh, was wow. a defensive player for the team. So big shout out to to my guy Rod yeah, Johnson yeah. and his wife Stacy um, <laughs> and their beautiful family. You know, raising three kids in basketball. Rod was a you know what I'm saying D one player himself. So to have three kids that play basketball and pursue their dreams in basketball and make a name for the family out of Madison, Wisconsin. That's a huge deal. So, big shout out to Madison family. Mad respect. Keep doing your thing, Kobe. Uh, he out in uh, so he definitely uh, turned up this year for the uh, I remember, USC dude, squad. I, so. I, I remember they died in the tournament. As soon as he get a nigga in the post, it's over. It's a most in the house. It's a most in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. Just bro. get a ball over here. It's a most in the house. <laughs> yeah. Around and just hit him with the Akeem juke. Yeah, no. shake the dream, shake. Now that's cold, though, man. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them guys, man. Like you say, rapping for the W straight yeah, out of the At those days, those was the day Gus Macker was in town, though. Remember that? Oh, man. man. It used to be so that was, packed, I know bro. he came up plenty of times. Yeah. I, was I know you came up. Uh, what was going on? Yeah. But the Gus Macker was always that one. It was. <laughs> Hey man, yeah, I, I was know. just watching the episode uh, of the Push TV, uh, uh, Push TV, when we was at the dunk contest. We was recording all the dunks, chopping it up with the winner. Yeah. We was out there. We was killing that year, man. We had the Push TV water bottles. Everybody in the whole park was walking around with the joints. It was just wild. It was crazy, bro. It was. It always was crazy though. Every time. 
We had definitely had a good time. So I kind of want to turn corner uh, music, uh, replay value track of the week uh, was leaked by none other than the leak master himself, Drake. <laughs> right. <Oops. laughs> I ain't never heard somebody leak so much music ever in life himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> and who I leaked this? Me. That's who. <laughs> That's what, my bad. <laughs> my bad, Jack. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he leaked that uh, track uh, with him, with Jack Hardy, called "Have a Turn." It says leak, but that shit is straight fire. So if you haven't heard it yet, seek out that heat. Let us know you what you think. Definitely find it. Uh, again, it's uh, absolutely it's all over YouTube right now and all over streaming services. So, and it's just funny that every time Drake say he accidentally, <laughs> every time he say he accidentally leaks some, his verses be super fire. Like I ain't never heard him leak none of yep. trash. <laughs> like all your leak songs nah. is just hot to the motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> and and every time you say he leaks something, it goes straight to the charts. <laughs> yep. All right. So at this point, when leak, you're just like, all right, man. It's an early released. release. Just it's an early release. <laughs> yeah, just say it's an early release. But yeah, that shit is a banger, it's man. It's when just I a first heard release. it, when I first heard it, I was like, okay. Cause I, I mean I, I'm, I don't have a problem with Jack Harlow. I think he's one of the newer guys that stand out. That seem like he got a really decent flow, and uh, you know he he, he used the uh, metaphors and punchlines and things like that. So I like him. But they both they both actually spit real hard on this joint, and I like it a lot. It's called Have a Turn. Yeah, it was heavy. No, yeah, it was. Sure. So when I listened to it, I was like, yeah, that's fire. And it definitely got repeated a few times because you know I like to go back and. Actually catch analyze the verse. Yeah, catch, catch the shit that most people won't catch and then give it another go and then opportunity as a person that make music and we got that unique ear to listen to things to say. I think I know what he said right there, but if I said it, I'd mean this with it. Or right. that's that's the thing sometimes it's left up to, you know what I'm saying, your definition of what you when like when you ask, like what what you meant by that? And they were like, What 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 you think it meant? <laughs> right, yeah, it's left open for that, but most of the time, us that you know, what I'm saying, are into the music and, and make music and know how how much time people put into creative lines or trying to come up with something that's slick or that's you know, what I'm saying, a great metaphor. It ain't always easy, so you sit back and enjoy that and appreciate it. You just got a different ear for it when you actually hear it. So that's one yeah, thing man. I contribute to hey, making one thing music I want and to uh, being involved in the music scene. Real quick, too, man. Um, not no. to deter from the Jack Harlow joint and Drake, uh, it's called Have a Turn. I actually heard a, a, another song this week that I was shocked when I heard who was on it. It's uh, so it's called We Set the Trends, and I don't know who, who made the original song, but the remix got Lil Wayne. Y'all know Wayne been killing his last like 10 20 features, so he came on there and killed. But Jules Santana was on there, bro, and he actually snapped. And I ain't heard a dude rapping like 10, 15 years. <laughs> but he he was on there, and he ate, bro. He, he ain't really missed the beat at all. He, I, I didn't even know he was still making music, but it was Jules Santana Weezy, and I forgot who the original person who made the song was. But uh, he is his yeah, from that I think it's I think it's a Jim Jones song. Is it? I think we said it's a Jim Jones song, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, so that explains uh, what you that explains what Jewel came from. Okay. Okay. I was wondering how they got right. him on there. <laughs> and I, I I could be wrong, but I, if I'm correct, I uploaded because like you know, every month I download new music. Right. So I, if I'm not mistaken, it's 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 definitely 
we set the trends. I think Jim Jones. And he won't even so, come up on my joint here. If they're not the main one, but he's not the main artist. He definitely was on the original. Uh, set, we set the trend. Yeah, it's Jim Jones. It's Jim Jones. Yeah, it's Jim Jones. Yeah, so it's Jim Jones, Lil Wayne, DJ Khaled. Um, one of somebody from the Migos was on there, and then Jill Santana. Them guys went crazy on that song, man. Them guys went crazy on that joint. So, was Jim Jones, and um, I think it was no original takeoff. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, – but they said – so the original one was Jim Jones and they say Migos. But I think it was mostly Takeoff that was rapping, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was them. It was fire. I, I messed with yeah. that. It was on my list. So the yeah, fact, the original was banging. <laughs> that's fire right now. Yeah, that's just I mean, you, you think about it. We've talked about that. That Jim Jones wasn't like Dipset ever. No. No. But now – he, he definitely not at the bottom no more. He, I was about to say, he's the only one that's able to make some relevant music nowadays. And it was cool to see Absolutely. him bring... Uh, that, that's going, that sticks? Yeah, it sticks. And it was good to see him bring uh, his homie Jules out of retirement, too. Because, I, like I said, I ain't heard a dude rap in a minute. But, uh, but, yeah, it was it was tight, man. It was really good. So, if y'all get a chance, check it out. We set the trans remix to Jim Jones. For sure. That's that's fire, like I said. And then go listen to the original, too, and let me know which one y'all think is better, the remix or the original We Set the Trends. Yes, I This is definitely more fire than the actual song. I wanted to give, before we that great show, I also want to give a condolence. Condolences to all the family victims affected by the senseless gun violence that's been happening in the last month. Right. We're living in some rough times. I know it's, it's been a while since we had to actually come in and, and, and kind of confront that, but it's not going anywhere. It seems like it's getting worse, and we're constantly seeing these these incidents pop up. So and in the process of doing so, I think we get desensitized to seeing it because it happens so often, but I think we must not forget to give condolences to the families and the people affected by the individuals that witnessed it, obviously, it's going to create a lot of trauma within those individuals that have to experience it and be around it. But definitely condolences to the family, anybody that was lost um, during the senseless gun violence. And so definitely condolences from the Push Positive Podcast. We had our support. And we hope everything get better and positive vibe for everybody that had to go through that. Indeed, man. And if you're listening to the podcast, keep in mind um... – you know, as the summer grows closer and the weather gets warmer, these things can only, you know, they have a tendency to ramp up. Let's consciously decide to be part of uh, the solution and not part of the problem. Whatever you wrote, whatever role yeah. you can play with us, giving advice to someone or or, or or whatever you can do, man. Let's just really consciously decide to be part of the solution not, and not part of the problem. Absolutely, because I think we all got at least one person that, around us that we know yeah. that we link to mm-hmm. maybe not close but we link to that look up to us or at least listen to us a little bit right that we got some ice with if you got somebody like that around you you may not be able to wrap your arm around the world but wrap your arm around that individual and let them know that they're loved and they're cared for because sometimes that that's just what they end up being man here just lonely and, and messed up in the head as far as living a certain kind of life for so long and not knowing how to get up out of that. They just need to know that they're cared about and they're appreciated sometimes. 
So if you got an opportunity to reach out to somebody that you know that's something like to fly off the handle, we all. So if if you get that opportunity, reach out to them and give them some positivity. Let them know that they appreciate it. So that's what that's one thing we all can do to be, you know, saying a part of the solution and not of the problem. So for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. What else so we got, already, man? What you is, know what you time want? it is, right? <clears throat> time for the hot ten. It's time to get into that. This, this is uh, that this hot is, ten. Yeah, this is slowly becoming one of the highlights of the program, y'all. This is a, uh, a portion of the program. It's called the hot ten, where pro asks five questions that been on his mind over the last week. I asked five. They've been on my mind over the last week. Uh, compiled them together, call it the hot ten. We love what y'all been doing with some of the responses and some of the uh, just some of the feedback we've been getting from the hot ten, man. Because I, I feel like. Like, this is a show in itself. You know, this, this hot 10 portion is a show in itself because y'all get right. to interact with some of the questions, too. So, let's hop in, man. Let's see what we got this week. All right. Yes. What's your thoughts on this quote? Hoes are rented. Girlfriends are leased. Wives are... Damn. Damn. Uh, <laughs> damn. I, I th- never thought of it like that, actually. But um, but I can see, I can see, I can see what they mean. But golly, well, I mean, I think it got a lot to do with how you approach people too. Like, cause if if you're approaching a, a person that you feel is in a whole mindset of that, she rented just for the night. You only really got to do a little bit for that small period of time, just like renting a car. Girlfriends are lease. If it's, right. if that's just your girl, you ain't committed to it yet. It's like a lease. You know, eventually you turn her in, she belongs back to the streets, <laughs> and then you know, wise right. finance, like you will finance a home, and that's a long term investment, a much longer term investment. So, so maybe that's what they meant by it. But you know, one of the things see, Allah taught me was, you know, a female never really belong to you, man. The only real women that you can call your own is your wives and your daughters, if you have any. So, I mean, I mean, your mother, your mother and your daughter, if you have any, because even a wife right. ain't guaranteed to stay with you. But man, that's a crazy statement, man. What's you, what was your take on it? When I read it, see, <laughs> I think the society has start, start getting past the shock of something. Mm. We have a hard time getting past the shock value of the things that we read and we see. Hell yeah. And sometimes that, that dilutes our mind and how we view things. And you would think nothing would shock us no shock more. You would think nothing would shock us Absolutely, no more. Absolutely. <laughs> the crazy thing, after knowing that, we still got a world or a nation of sensitive, super sensitive ass people. Right. Right. Especially when it comes to them and something that may affect them in a personal way. So when I saw it, when I got past the initial shock to damn. Right. I that's what I was looking at. And it made sense. It, it's logical what it's what it's saying, and it totally makes sense compared to what different states of a relationship you can be in, and what you're thinking about short term and long term. And yeah. it just put it some things that we can relate to. I got financial situations going on, so they right. just put it into ways and terms that we can relate to, and it, and it has some shock value to it. Yeah. So to me, it was a crazy quote, and it it actually brought some some thought. Uh, Cause I, I'm a I'm not a uh, a surface when it comes to things like that. I actually like I try to go deep into it and look at it from a different perspective. So, and like I said, after getting past the original, you know, what I'm saying shock of things, I was like, this shit actually makes sense though. It does <laughs> definitely one thousand makes sense. So, uh, what's your number one? My number one, man. We we were just having a conversation about this the other day, me and the kids. So I was like, birthday gifts and birthday gifts and presents for your children, like. 
what does that look like once they 18, 19, 20, 25, 29, 30. Uh, my oldest daughter told me, did it go on until you die? <laughs> I said, I said, I get that, man. I don't, have, I don't have a problem with, you know, throwing a motherfucker $100 or something like that. But I ain't going to be doing that shit when you got kids and y'all, you 40. I ain't going to be, happy birthday, Sunday. here's $150 just to go. Ooh. I mean, I understand the, 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 the idea of it. But how long do you think it going? What's your take? Uh, it's, it's, Last as long I would only want it to last until I realized that my child has developed enough to want that or need that from me. Well not need and exactly. it's for them to for them saying things like Dad, you don't need to get me nothing. Your presence and you being here for my birthday is enough. Man, let's go. That's let's go. Forward to. You get what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like because at the end we obviously want to give our kids a lifestyle that we had, but we also want them to get to a point of the maturity process to where they can understand that at some point it's going to be time for you to reverse that and take care of and be responsible for the next generation of this family. But in order to do so, you need to be stable in all as life that includes financial. Right. right. I don't want you to keep looking to me for a of, of some kind of, you know what I'm saying, gift of money. I want you to be like more about the family and getting together and spending time and appreciating the family time. Cause now older you start questioning yourself and what you're doing in life and, and the progress you've made. So I think it's better if we can get them to that point. And I think if we don't get them to that point and they don't get to that point, we might've messed up somewhere. That's our fault. <laughs> yeah. That's our fault. Yeah. You're right. You're hundred percent right. We might've messed up somewhere. So that's my thoughts on that. Well, y'all let us know what y'all think about that one too, man. Cause you know it's a, it's a varying uh you know wide range of opinions on it. I know my ex, my children's mom, she was just saying like she don't get them presents forever in eternity. So <laughs> so maybe that's where they got the idea from. But uh I don't know, man. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and it sounds about right. Like I said, for the other thing, I would prefer much more to hear my son say, Dad, I'm just glad I'm just glad you're here. And me too. That's this is my thing. Getting a gift. This is my thing. If, if you got a kid too, like if you got a kid, I'd rather spoil the shit out your kid who was my grandchild. I'd rather wild out on their birthday right. than be trying to, you know, do something for you because it's gonna matter to them a lot more, you know, for a lot more years. So I'd rather, I'd rather mess with the, right. with, the with the little ones, the young ones. But yeah, what's your number? You know what? This goes back to the conversation we had. This goes back to the conversation we had in the previous uh, podcast about what's our kids' relationship to money. Yeah. That changes. If their relationship to money is that, then of course they won't get for the rest of their life. Because <laughs> that's their relationship to money. But uh, my number two is does insults and shame and technique have impact on how you communicate? Um, I'll say this. I try my damnedest not to let it affect my my original view, my communication, my original communication skill set. Um, unfortunately, the more you hear something, the more you start to consider the relevance of it, and we're hearing it more now than ever. And um, you know, I, I really right. just try to stick to my guns, and I I want to talk how I want to talk. I don't want to have to worry about being canceled. I don't want to have to worry about being um, you know recognize a flag as a shamer or nothing like that but i do try to stick to my original guns right. and what that allows me to do is find other ways to say the same thing so 
And for me personally, I, the way I looked at it was, if it ever comes down to that point to where a woman's gotten to that of insulting and using shaming techniques, at that point, there is no resolve. Mm-mm. So I'm off the conversation and I'm through with it because there is no resolve. Once you get to that point, that means there was a button. Yeah. Beyond the point of conversation. <laughs> at that I point. So the, for I me personally, it ain't button. even worth it. So it does change the way I communicate because at that point, at first when I was trying to communicate and we were trying to get some kind of understanding or actually have some open dialogue, mm-hmm. that we know that no matter what happens after that, it won't be a logical or <laughs> it won't be a rational conversation after that. No, it really ain't. And now once you start getting to the once you're having a regular conversation and it starts turning into insults and lick shaming techniques, like then it's kind of like, all right, I got you. That makes sense. I, I'm off. So then <laughs> yeah, it, it does change the way I communicate. Mine's it, it's over with because I understand that it, it's it's not where it should be and it ain't gonna go anywhere. Mm-mm. Pretty much, I'm off for that. No, I'm pretty much the same way, man. What's, what's your number? My number, two, my number two was uh. Should we as black males in America use comparison techniques to judge ourselves based upon our our peer group and what they're doing in life? Like, is that something healthy for us? Should we do that? Or, or, or what's your what's your take on that, man? I would I was I I guess it depends on what you what you ingest. Mm. If you want to use knowledge and you time seeking out positivity and that's the images that you you have access to the most yeah. then absolutely but if we were talking about in today's society and today absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> just because it'll just be filled with negativity and everything that you see that stereotypes and racial tropes that we see all the time about our people mm. so Damn. it would be I would say uh, if you uh, if you seek knowledge in, and that's not, and I don't think that's just the common, the common, the first, the second response would be more likely than the first one, right? Unfortunately, but that's just what we at, and we got to be honest about it. And in, in order for you, nowadays it used to be you had to seek out negativity and online and other places like that, and and you have to go find it. And it'll just be around you. But now it's the readily opposite. available. You gotta seek out positivity. <laughs> right. You gotta seek out positivity. And... So it ain't it ain't as available as the negative stuff, just like you said. So I definitely think it's just the second of the two. Yeah, man. I was looking at it as, you know, and earlier in the podcast, you had said, you know, us coming through some of the same uh, you know, uh same environments, some of the same hardships, some of the same things that everybody else had to go to. I really think some of the things that right. made us be successful was not comparing ourselves to other individuals and how they feel victim to some of the stuff and really just being your own competition. I think when we decided internally that we were our own competition and it wasn't time to make comparison, right. it was time to set a path. I think that's what really drove us past a lot of folks who might be in our quote unquote peer group. And, and really honestly, man, 
you don't never really know who is your peer. You know, you could be like, oh man, we both 35. No. We both went to the same high school. We should have this. We right. got, yeah, that, that happened, but it was certain opportunities that you got that the other person may have not gotten certain things that they got that you didn't get. So, you know, it really ain't no, ain't no really real, I mean, ain't no obvious peer groups anyway. So, I mean, I guess comparisons would be pointless, right. but you got to be your own competition in my mind. And that's a good point. And that what that comes down to is what it sounds like is individuality. Right. Being able to be comfortable in your own shit and understand that it is what it is. All right. So uh, my number three is what's one of the yeah. <laughs> it depends. It depends on what you what you're talking about. But I know uh, I know one of the craziest things. Like so, some things I hear that's funny, but and I'd be like, oh, that's that was cute for that little right. kid to say that. But I'm talking one of the craziest things I ever right. heard. Was a kid was like, <laughs> I was at a gas station, bro. It happened recently too. I was at a gas station, and the little boy was standing outside the door, and he was like, "Come open my door." And his mom was like, "I can't. I'm, I'm pumping the gas." He was like, "Come open my fucking door now!" A little bitty boy. He was like seven or eight, I would assume, unless he was showing his age. Bro, he said, and, I, and we wasn't no. He said, "Come open my fucking door now," and she legit. Left the gas pump and went over there and opened the dog door on the other side of the car. And I was like, damn. And she was like, do I need to fucking strap you in too? Because he was still in like some type of car seat situation. And I was like, wow, that's wild as fuck, bro. He cut yeah. you out, dog. <laughs> he cut you out so bad, dog. I would have gave her a car. Like, trust me, you're going to need this. Yeah, you need some help. <laughs> you need some help. <laughs> trust me, you're going to need this. Dude, Trust so little too. I bro. know you don't want it, but you're gonna need this. And the nigga was holding a bag of that's, chips. That's... <laughs> so I don't know what he was mad about. Maybe wow. he didn't get the kind of chips he wanted or something, but he was totally upset with her. <laughs> He's obviously used to that uh open the door for me treatment. So I, I was just know. talking to somebody about that today, too. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about that today. So you know, kids habits early. Mm-hmm. So most people they're their thought process with kids and babies, it go from cute to now I don't know what to do. Right. right. It ain't no in-between stage. They don't mm-hmm. know where it transferred from being cute to unacceptable. Right. And at some point, if something is cute for too long, eventually it's going to become unacceptable, especially behavior-wise in our kids. So yeah. that's just one of those. That's absolutely a sign of where I look at that and be like, hmm. See you in a buddy see you in a couple in years, buddy. See you in a couple years, buddy. Absolutely. One what's yours, man? What, what's but, the you craziest know, thing you heard? Again? What is the craziest thing? <laughs> and you work, and with I heard kids. a lot because you know the environment yeah. I worked in. Yeah, you work. So with kids. the one that really stood out me the most is a kid. He's nine. He's 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 nine years old. We go up to the unit when I worked at a treatment facility. And we talking to this kid and we telling him he got to leave the unit because he been wilding out on the next staff trying to fight kids or whatever. Kind of sitting down, talking to him, trying to build a, you know what I'm saying, a little rapport with him before we make him leave the unit and go go down to the chill out room. So we talking to him and we ask him like, man, what you want to do in life, man? What you want to be? I swear to God. Nine years old, mind you. Shit. I don't know. McDonald's. Damn. That shit don't work. Burger. 
<laughs> if that shit don't work, I'll probably be in prison somewhere and getting my shit tossed. Damn. Me and my guy lost it. Like, what the fuck? How does he even At know this information? Old, how do you know this information? Fam, that's, can you imagine how bright your future could ever be? If that's your thought process at nine years old. Wow. That's the three goals you got for yourself. It was sad, but at the same time, when he said he had on his face and how he was sitting there like he was a grown man looking at us after he had just trashed the entire unit. (laughs) (laughs) Fan, you gotta be joking with us, man. But come to find out he was he was serious, but that's the crazy, that's one of the craziest things I've heard. Bro, that's top. They had that, him shook to the core. No, me, bro. If I would have heard that, I wouldn't know whether to smack him or try to help him or cry or laugh. I wouldn't even know what to do, bro. Because that just sounds crazy coming from anybody that's less than 10 it years is. old. That's wild. And it, it was not so. Um, uh, what's your uh, number four? Oh, no, this is, um, this, is my, this is my number three. My number three is. Uh, oh, it's your number three. Oh, that's right. I want first. Yeah. My number three is when it comes to marriage. What do you think is a reasonable time to start looking at, okay, let's start considering this thing, if ever? What do you think is a reasonable uh, time frame? I think there is no time frame on it, and I think that's kind of what men, especially women. Man, that's why I asked. for some reason in their mind, <laughs> as soon as you start dating, the mm-hmm. clocks start going off. And start anytime ticking. you start putting a time frame on something. It's, it, I don't think it's going to be right in the first place because it's going to naturally happen. And when it's going to naturally happen, and if you're dating with a purpose, it's going to happen, then you ain't got to worry about the clock. The problem has always been that most people don't date with a purpose of marriage. Right. So they, they turn the clock on unbeknownst to the other without person. Telling the other right. <laughs> without telling the other person. And they, the conversation was never had. And it was never talked about that y'all was dating for that purpose. Y'all was just dating that was convenient or y'all had a good time one night or y'all just got a lot of shit in common. So it was never for the purpose of actual marriage, but the clock has already started. And that's why I always say that's, I don't think it's ever going to work out that way. I mean, I'm sure it has before, but I don't think that's the, the proper way to do it per se in my, in, in my opinion. But I think it's definitely something that should be talked about at the beginning. And when the purpose is there, then anytime is a good time. Right. Yeah, man, the reason why I asked the question is because I think that men and women have a totally different perception of what that time period is supposed to look like and who says that it has to be a defined time period anyway. You know, so I think like like mm-hmm. you said, you know, communicating, being early, you know, being early and, and seeing early indicators of what this looks like, what this feels like, how does this transition into those kind of conversations? Like that's never really talked about. It's just always like, oh, you've been with him for three years, bro. When you going to pull the trigger? Or oh man, y'all had five good years together. What y'all like? Who said? Who said that's what it got to be? You know, and um, you know, I really think it's 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 a lot that gets lost in the relationship because of that kind of thinking. But you know, I I'm still not a a, a real big believer in the institution of marriage in general. So shit, my con my my concept could be twenty years. The next person's concept could be twenty months. But you know, it really depends on your original idea. Right. But I think I think uh, you know, if marriage is something that is talked about as important to people, then, you know, you could look at certain milestones or look at certain occurrences that happen in a relationship as opposed to years, months, and days. So, Right. 
And I, I just, and we, we've had this conversation about marriage before. I think sometimes when the focus is on the actual marriage and the concept of marriage, yeah, as opposed to what y'all are supposed to be building together, then to me, the whole system is flawed in the first place. It don't right. matter. Right. Because the focus is on the pictures, the wedding dress, showing off in front of your friends and all oh, you look how big your diamond is. Oh, y'all got that venue. You did this. You did that. It's yeah. not about the actual love of the people. You don't hear mm -hmm. nobody even talking about that. Nope. You may hear nope. people talking about that during their speeches. After they didn't enjoy that $800 plate and after they didn't. <laughs> into the amount of drinks on you. <laughs> right, right. So, you, you you know what I'm saying? So, that's never been the focus of weddings. I've never seen that be the focus of it. I've been to very few weddings where the actual focus of the wedding was the, the bonding of those two individuals and the love that they have for each other. And the ones that are don't and look like sad. the other ones. The ones that are don't... Yeah, the ones that Absolutely. are don't look like the other ones. The ones that are look like... You know, we just got married in a barn with some blue jeans on because it's more about what we got going on than this motherfucking wedding. So, and, and the people that can approach it like that, they you they generally do a little bit better. And I ain't saying everybody. I'm just saying if you start making some comparisons, well, <laughs> it usually works out a little bit better for well, one that's just, going on. Because right now, let's talk about it. I'm 42, and the, the two weddings that I've been through that was like that, they still together. All the other ones? Not, they're not together no more. Ain't that crazy though, bro? Ain't that crazy? None of them. Fuck, None of them. It's that's just a coincidence. Maybe that's, that's a small so sample size. That says a lot. It is. It it's just it crazy. Does. It's a it's a small time. I know way more people that got married for the wrong reason than I do for the right reason. Me too. And that shouldn't be possible either. Nah, I mean, we talk about society, it all the time. Like, so in today's society, bro, it's more about what it looked like than what it is. Even, even with this costume jewelry yeah. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's all it is. I'm like, bro, I know, I know where you work. I know you can't afford no fifty thousand dollar chain like that, but you are gonna wear it up in the club and make yeah. me believe that you gonna that that's your joint. <laughs> make me believe that they, did you cop that like that? Right. And I think it's all around our belief systems and what we actually believe and what we did, what it is that we need, and all of this other stuff. To, and it's it's all for show. Mm -hmm. Growth. It's all for show. None of it's for personal growth. So I can't because it's not for that. Sometimes my views on it is skewed, and I got a different kind of understanding for it, which automatic automatically eliminates me from some chicks' eyes because. Right. They need me to fall into the the, the status quo, and I, I normally don't do that, so that causes issues by itself. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, what's your, what's uh, your number four, cool man? But uh, if, if, uh, if you had, if you could replace a vice, like one of your vices, with anything that, um, I think uh, if I could, and, and you know, at some point I will, I'm assuming. If I could uh, replace how much I like to drink and sip while I'm doing something fun with my tolerance level, I think I'd be straight. Because part of the reason why I'd be drinking is because I can't tolerate a whole lot of bullshit no more like I used to be able to. So if I could replace <laughs> my drinking with a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, if I could replace my drinking with just a little bit more tolerance for bullshit, I think I, I'd be D-so. Right. Uh, what, about you, man? What, that, you, what, what, what you think? 
I put I I had something very similar to where like if I can replace because I don't I don't got too many vices like I don't gamble or nothing like that. If I no, if I ever no. was to if anybody ever known me, my if I ever was to have vices, it it would definitely be women and alcohol. Right. Uh those I consider. But the one that I said it'd be if I was to replace it with something, it would be and I would replace it with my desire to have that good feeling that I get people be the mm. same as the, you know what I'm saying, the buzz I get off the alcohol. Oh wow. I replace it with that. That's dope, bro. So every time I, you know what I'm saying, help people and I, I go out and go above and beyond in this situation uh, for other people, then I get that same buzz and that same, you know what I'm saying, receptors go off in my head that I get from, you know what I'm saying, the alcohol. Man, That'd be fire. Hell yeah, would. I'll be out helping motherfuckers so, all day. <laughs> <laughs> you need some help with that? Thank you. Let me help you. Let me help you across the street. Like, you, so you don't understand. You don't know. It's different. It's different. <laughs> You don't understand. <laughs> I'm having a freaky Friday, freaky Friday moment right now. Leave me fuck love. Um, For sure. And you know how my one. mind works. I just be no, sitting that... around thinking of shit like that. So <laughs> That was a good one, though, man. I like that. When y'all weigh in on that, if y'all could replace one of y'all personal vices with, with something else, what you think it would be, man? And, and, and let us know what, what both of them is. But um, let me see. My number four, man, they kind of lean on something. And I didn't even know you was going to ask the question about, you know, what's the craziest thing? We heard from a kid. But my number four is, are right. we losing our grip on our ability to parent these children in the world the way we want to in America? Right. I mean, do you feel like we're losing the grip? You you feel like are we? we? Still, yeah. Do you feel like we're losing our grip? Do you feel like we still got a chance out there to raise our kids the way that, you know, we want to raise them without being slandered or arrested? <laughs> like, what you think, man? No, we ain't losing. We're losing the grip. It's lost. It's gone. Damn. You said it's not an Wow. Yeah. And and I say this from a general perspective. This doesn't apply to everybody. Obviously, there there's still parents out there that do have that control and, and that, that say so with their kids. But the overall general number is no, we don't. And it's lost. And right. if you talk to people that's in the community, anybody that work with kids or working in the environment to where they have to come across kids, they'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's no longer there. the respect that kids have for adults and elderly the elderly this today is is non-existent almost wow. now, that's not to say that all kids are bad but we're talking about the overall senses of what you what you experience if you live in a world to where or a neighborhood to where all the kids are respectful and nobody's acting up then I, I hope that that can spread throughout the rest of the nation but overall in the United States right now? Nah. <laughs> nah, man. And I work in these environments. So I talk to the people that work in these environments, and, and that's the overall consensus. So I would say that grip has been lost. And once it's lost, it's hard to gain back because it becomes an expectation as a response. Yeah. Kids start to expect. So right. I think it's lost. I don't know how we get it back because it's not like with generations, things get better. Most of the time, things get worse. Now, there's some positivity that comes along with that, but it's also some negative shit that comes along with it as well. So, yeah, man, I mean, I think like it's lost, man. And I'm, I appreciate you at least being honest to say that, you know, because the thing is, you work in those environments every day, you walk and talk and live and breathe it. You know, I'm just watching it from an outside perspective <laughs> and just wondering what raising Sage is going to be like, you know, because if, 
If you can't raise your voice at nobody, if you can't, you know, force people to obey your rules in your house and things like that, how do you discipline somebody? How do you raise them how you want to be played, raised? And some of the, uh, you know, some of the new laws and some of the uh, amendments and things like that that's being put out are actually against parenting. You know, it's, it's prohibiting you from doing certain things. Yeah. And I ain't saying go around and beat the hell out your kids all day. I ain't saying that. But we have to have some sort. Right. I mean, we, we, can't, we can't use verbal assault. I mean, like, we, we, what are we supposed to do? Just let the motherfuckers just walk around the crib doing whatever? <laughs> like, so that that's my question, yes. man. And I don't know. Maybe y'all can let us know what y'all think or, or what y'all do. Maybe y'all still got some, some grip left in the crib. <laughs> and we talked about this before. I think at some point there needs to be here for your parents. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that exists anymore. And if there's no healthy, healthy level of fear, you're more likely to respond in a way that's going to be out of bounds. Right. Because sometimes right now, most kids understand what fear is. They don't understand respect. No. So we can't use I'll just make them respect you because most kids don't understand what that is. No, because that comes later in life. So I do. Absolutely. And and we know that their brains aren't developed yet. So, you know, some of these things that we're talking about and we're expecting them to have, sometimes they have not developed that yet. Right. But what they do understand, which is common across all languages and all barriers, is fear. Yeah. And most of the time until there can be an understanding. Then it didn't, it wasn't fear. It became a respect thing, and it's an understanding thing at that point. But but I you have to have something to transform. It's, it's lost, and it's going to be hard to gain. And, and one of the things that uh, uh, I no, was taught, one of the things I was taught is that fear is a, is is like clay. So you know you got to <laughs> have some type of substance, some type of matter there, right? So if there's never any fear or, or a certain right. amount of healthy fear developed, what do you transform or what do you sculpt into the respect? You know, and that's the thing. It's just like right. when, when, as a kid, as a person, you see a dog running at you. You, I mean, first thing you don't think is, oh, I'm scared. I'm, a, I'm gonna run away from the dog. You don't know, hey, this is my uncle dog, or this is a, uh, this kind of dog that don't bite, or this dog has been formally trained because he has right. a collar on. No, you don't know that. You getting the fuck up out of there. And that same type of fear has to be, you know, dealt with, you know, when raising a child because you can later sculpt that fear. Or whatever you want to call it, uh, I don't know if you. I mean, fear is actually what it's supposed to be. But if you want to sculpt that into respect later, right. go ahead and do so. But at least you got something to sculpt. Well, shit for all the individuals that's into the Bible. The Bible says you're supposed to fear God. Yeah, and so also if it's say, in the Bible. And yeah. You take that definition and you try to figure that out. It's the same thing with your parents, and it says you're supposed to mm. honor thy parent. Mm. But you're supposed to have that healthy fear, just like you have for Jesus. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I say God fearing Christian. Definitely was a healthy fear in our household. Absolutely. Sure. Hey, I, hey, I learned all about why to be scared when I was little. I learned. <laughs> I ain't had to guess at it. They showed me. Shit, I was catching hands, but I was I was I was I was actually <laughs> deserving of those punishments too. So it is what it is. But um but shit, man, what um Yeah, for sure. Where we at? Where we at? We on your number five? I'm at, I'm on my number five, yeah. Uh right, let's do that. What message? Would you give a woman seeking a good man? Mm, okay. Uh, boo, boo, boo. To, uh, to be honest with you, man, I would uh, I would have them internalize that question, and I would say, work on yourself, be a good woman, make sure and ensure that you're the best version of yourself. So whether you come across a good dude or a bad dude, you'll be strong enough to determine the two, uh, determine between the two. 
and he'll see good in you if 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 you see good in him. And just work on yourself, man. Be the best version of you when you out here, you know, seeking a guy. That's that's what I always say. Right. That's what would you question. say? Man? I, I came at her from a different little angle. Yeah, what would you get out uh, of it? Mine's would be the message that I would give is the, the first question I would ask is, have you ever had a good man? Because women that we talk to, the answer is no. Right. Everybody sucks. So if you never <laughs> had if you never if you never had one, how would you know what to do with a good man? Damn. How would you or know how what to look you know like? How to treat a good man, or how do you even know, or how would you even know what a good man wants? Yeah, because the, the only thing you know is what the bogus dudes want. <laughs> you don't know what a good man wants. You just no. know what those men that have been treating you a certain kind of way have wanted. Right. So that would be my question to him, and the message I would give is: you have to practice what it is that you desire. Mm. So you got to be practiced at being where you want to be. Nothing mm-hmm. in life that we've ever done that we're gonna be good at didn't take it, it took practice. Get to everything, everything. If you want to be a good communicator, you gotta practice. You can't just wake up one day and just be like, Oh yeah, I've been in a coma for 38 years, but I'm gonna talk and I'm gonna know how to communicate well. No, it takes practice. If you wanna be a good basketball player, you're gonna have to get in the gym and get them shots up and work on your foot, your footwork. Same thing in anything you do else in life. But for some reason, when we start talking about relationships, we just act like we just got it all figured out. Like it ain't the same. I know it. I'll be fine. Like it ain't going to take practice or it ain't going to take time for you to figure out what it is you need to do. You're dealing with the most complex thing on earth, a human being. Right. Are you telling me you just got it? You ain't going to practice. It ain't like that. So that, that would be my message is to practice. Practice for what it is. If you want a good man, you got to be, like you said, be prepared to know yourself. But at the same time, you got to be around, around good men long enough and ask the right questions to understand what it is that those good men want. And are you providing those things? And if not, yeah. maybe you don't want a good man. Maybe you those, say you want a good man because it sounds good and you're tired. <laughs> the motherfuckers been treating you. That don't mean you want a good man. You just want them dudes that have been treating you wrong to treat you better. <laughs> wow. That's, so that's that's, that's the hard how I look at it. No, them the hard questions, but uh, they got yeah, <laughs> it's but, uh, tough. Shoot. But but I think it's questions that relationships, and I think this is where we go wrong because the real questions that we should be asking. Yes, I'm being so right. I, I just think that's something that should be talked about for sure. All right, what man, you was gonna see, say though? My, none. I was gonna say my number five before we get up out of here, man. Uh, I know we, man, another excellent podcast in the books for us, man. Just proud of the work and the content we've been putting together. But my number five is if you found the perfect woman, like the perfect one for you, dope as fuck, and you took her to a family function and found out a close family member smashed her before you, what's the move? Like, what, what what's, what's the outcome after that? Uh, you you remember that movie we watched when we was kids, Cooley High? Oh. <laughs> I, <remember. laughs> I totally forgot about that shit, bro. All, all I'm gonna have to say is it's so hard huh? to, to say goodbye <laughs> to yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> Looking at <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> Soon like, as you oh, find out, oh, you, you bogus. <laughs> soon, soon as you find out, you start looking for her coat and shit. 
<laughs> like, oh, what, wait, wait, what happened? Like, oh, you uh, know her? You know her? Hey, where you put your coat at? <laughs> damn. Like, hey, that's when you start patting your pockets. Like, damn, what did I? What happened? You lost something? Yeah, I lost my respect. Damn. <laughs> All respect. I lost my respect for you. <laughs> well, look on the couch, see if it's under there. <laughs> damn. Because they ain't here. <laughs> Wow, bro. Because at nah. the end of the day, you that's some information. Because me, I'm I'm the kind of person where like I I know I'm asking, I need to know. Because again, it's all about you knowing yourself, you knowing your insecurity. You feel uncomfortable. You know the things that's a, you know saying non negotiable for you. So that's coming up in a conversation that I'm having. Tell me that and you don't let me know. Mm. The, the, the. The thing, but so, if, if she didn't know, and we find out later, she, yeah, we still got an issue. That's what I was about to say. So the thing with me, the, the scenario I was thinking of, if she had no clue that the guy was related to you, y'all went to like a family function or something, and they, they bumped into each other. And that's when you know the information came out. But either way, as you stated, either way, I can't unknow that. <laughs> I can't un, 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 un find nah, out what okay. I just found out, okay. you know. And please, and please let that nigga not be a dirt ball. Oh, it's absolutely, it's no, <laughs> ain't no conversation to be had. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? And for you individuals, and for all of you individuals out there, especially you ladies, that's going to be like, oh my God, he insecure. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm fine with that. 1,000%. <laughs> and I know myself. And But the, the problem is this. I know myself and I'm comfortable to admit it. And I'm on here saying this out loud in front of everybody and all the viewers that I know myself and that I know that's something I wouldn't be comfortable with. And is it an insecurity? Absolutely. And I still got some. How about that? Hey, and, and that's the thing. I'm cool that, with it. I understand. And, it. And, and that's the question. That's the moral of the story at the end of the day. You got to be honest with yourself and be like, yeah, I ain't going to forget that, Shorty. So, I mean, we could, we could, we could, we could decide to go our separate ways now. Well, we could decide to go out separate ways two years from now, but I still ain't forget. Right. <laughs> and I'm I'm mad at you. <laughs> but uh, but nah, I mean, that, that, I know. I'm it, it depends on the kind of person you is. It, it depends on the kind of person. It's, it's I know guys out here that's level with they uh brothers or they they brothers girls and all the kind of, on purpose. So you know, I mean, right. it, it it depends on the level of integrity you got when it comes to that particular subject, and also depends on like folks said, security or insecurities that you have with your belief system. So. I mean, I wouldn't be fine with it at all. I would I actually know mine. have to immediately disperse from the situation. <laughs> <laughs> and I and that, that's the thing. Like, I'm comfortable with knowing that I'm gonna be uncomfortable in that situation, and I ain't gonna like, and I ain't gonna be good with, it. and I ain't gonna forget it. And I'm petty, Never. so now I'm Never. thinking about a way to get back at you. Right. So I, I just understand that. So it's either that, or act, or tell you that I'm comfortable with it. You know, trying to work through it, knowing how my mind works, it won't allow me to. And be living a lie. I know how my mind works. Living a lie for the next two years. (laughs) Absolutely, because you you know it's always going to be somebody that's like, you should do this or you should do that. Don't tell me how to do anything with my brain. I know how my brain works. (laughs) You work the way your brain works, it don't mean that mine's apply that way. So I definitely wouldn't be able to handle that situation. But definitely, that was a fire hot thing today, man. We definitely got it in. Yes, sir. I like the questions we brought to the table. Um... For for those who just start listening right now, uh, you late. <laughs> this is episode seventy one of the Push Positive Podcast. 
We just finished up with the Hot 10. We got the music replay value track of the week. Make sure you check that out. Jack Harlow featuring Drake was one of the highlights. Uh, also, the ALU, the Amazon Labor Union we talked about today. We talked about sports. John Morant putting that poster like signed on Russell face. Super violated <laughs> that boy. Disrespectful with five Fs. Uh, Morant, make sure you have your people call me. But those are the highlights of the show tonight. Um, you got anything to say to the people before we get up out of here, man? No, man, I think we did our part, bro. I'm just happy we, I was able to be a part of it. Absolutely. So you know how we like to end the shows off. Hear, see, and feel the movement. Bless up. It's your boy, Provoc, to my far right. Hey, on Showtime, y'all. Peace. Still looking at this dunk. Peace. <laughs> y'all have a good night. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> All right, bro. Peace.